see, listener, there was a plan. One older than Cecily. One that takes a rather pulled-back perspective to understand. Time is long, and some of us have the good fortune to be able to move along its entire length. Mortal beings are always so short-sighted in this regard. There's no blame to go around, just the nature of the thing. No, it's their headstrong nature that causes trouble. Because <laughs> no matter what their betters tell them, mortals always seem to think they know what's best. Thank you for tuning in to The Room Where It Happened, an actual play podcast built on communal world building and having fun with friends. Today, we are continuing our game of Urban Shadows 2nd Edition by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz Truman. Um, uh, with me uh, today uh, playing uh, Kiki is Danielle. Hey, I'm Danielle. I use share they pronouns and you can find me on the internet at redtailedhawk 90 and playing Shade is Malia. Hello, I am Malia. You she, her pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at criminally cryptid with one L. <laughs> um, huh. And playing Archie is Richard. Hi, I'm Richard. I use he, him pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at Corvus underscore Azure or just Corvus Azure. Is, is the... Is the one L thing a recent development with your Twitter handle? Yeah, I couldn't do two L's. Okay, was that okay? Um, and playing <laughs> playing Cecily is Shannon. Hi, I'm Shannon. I use she/her pronouns, and you can find me on a couple of places on the internet, but not the Twitter at Big Mom Energy. And playing Selma Penderin is Nichelle. Hello, hello. I'm Nichelle. I go by she, her pronouns, and you can find me online at Mistletoe T-Rex. And I'm Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me and the podcast on the internet at RoomwarePod. Uh, you can come check out our Discord community. The link is in the description of the podcast. And also we have a Patreon where you can go and sign up for um, for rewards for not this show, but you... <laughs> But also, that's tenuous now, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, today, uh, to recap, shit popped off real big uh, last time. Um, all of the movement happened on Fair and Howl. 
Uh, they invaded the English Ivy. Like everybody invaded the English Ivy Inn and Resort. There was a bunch except of like the Fay. The Fay did not. Yeah, the the Fay decided to sit this one out, and also uh, uh, Bartliff Craft and Creative Society also seemingly decided to sit this one out. Um, but a bunch of rowdy vampires and college kids. Not vampires, sorry. A bunch of rowdy werewolves and college kids uh, decided to roll up. Uh, shit got fucked up there. Um, meanwhile, a contingent of Archie, Shade, and Cecily rushed through the English Ivy Inn and Resort trying to head off the general at the pass before that she could reach the uh, secret fancy MacGuffin room that is in the bottom of... Uh, fair and or at the bottom of the English Ivy Inn and Resort. Uh, meanwhile, Kiki one v one the slightly somewhat resurrected Mister Frenzy um, with a little bit of help from Roram <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, ended up killing Mister Frenzy. Uh, also, Roram is dead. Uh, pour one out. Pour one out for everybody's favorite reflection. Press F in the chat. Um, the uh, we discovered that while the Carver was had technically been killed by Farron Howell, they had also like they both resurrected it and then turned created like weird puppet versions of it. Um, the main version of which fought Cecily and Shade and uh, Archie and Archie. Well, Cecily shot it a couple of times with a magical gun. Uh, that she got from Rio, and then uh, Archie finished it off uh, spectacularly by blowing it the fuck up with lightning. <laughs> um, it's at which point they exited into the hallway, and in front of them was Selma Penderin, uh, with her back turned. Uh, Cecily, um, realize like making the choice that like she doesn't want to start the apocalypse actually she does not want to like because shade cannot escape it uh cecily put two in selma penderin's back by rolling a 12 um but that is not where we're going to pick up today actually we're going to rewind the clock slightly um so nichelle yes how does selma so, like, the motivations make sense to, like, go ahead and pull the trigger on this. Farron Howell is hurt. They're on their back foot. It is now, now, like, when they are weakest, it is time to strike, and now is the time to strike. That all makes sense. Um, though we saw, like, Rio on, on orders from Selma Penderin make all these calls to all of these desperate factions. Oh, what does, what does that particularly look like? I think um I think Selma just prepped a um a list mm-hmm. and handed it off to him. He's <laughs> just like what am I supposed to All right. Well, there's a ch- it- there's a checklist on the left-hand side if you feel that you need it. Oh no, I think like I'm glad you didn't give me in contact information or anything for all these folks. I'll just I'll figure that out on my own. Uh you he says, despite it's a small having, town. yeah, he does ha- actually have almost everybody's phone number. Like <laughs> Rio's only power is being sociable. I I think when he says that, Silma mm-hmm. just reaches over because, like, maybe he's in his truck or something. Mm-hmm. And Silma meets him, and then she just reaches 
and then just sets a um, yellow pages on top <laughs> of the list. I'm sure you can find their numbers here. Yeah. Rio resisting the urge to explain that nobody is actually in the yellow pages anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so he, he goes, is. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm gonna. I, I guess he also asks, like, so you gonna meet us there on the front line? Is that how this is gonna go? You'll know when we know. Great. And so I think he he drives off to to uh, do what we saw. And what is so? My assumption is that Selma's mission inside of Fair and Howl. It's probably to get to like the titular fair and howl. <laughs> like yes. the two most powerful dudes in this place. Selma doesn't seem to me like the kind of person who like uh spends her time fighting uh fighting m- grunts. <laughs> no, I don't think she does. So I think she arrives at the English Ivy Inn Resort probably as they're, like, for whatever, like, it seems as though, like, they're probably already on high alert, again, because they're injured, right? They're trying to pull whatever resources they have together. And she sees kind of the setup that we we will see shortly, which is, like, uh, Fair and Howell's private security. Like, these are guys who wear, like, you know, polo shirts and plate carriers and carry like assault rifles. They, you know, are probably like either ex-military or have some kind of paramilitary level of training. They're not magical per se, but like, uh, you know, um, an AR-15 platform, it still does a lot of damage to most things, <laughs> magical or not, you know? Um, so, though I also don't see uh, being a you know, centuries old vampire. I don't see Selma really having much issue either. Just she probably just walks past them. I imagine like, or can turn into, you know, a bat or a mist or whatever, uh, other powers that you can acquire in Castlevania. I think she just has somebody's key card. She copied (laughs) like last time she was here. Like when she was physically in the hotel, uh, just (laughs) swiping keys. Mm hmm. She's got a person who just makes a key card for her. I mean, she does have, like, a whole company uh, mm-hmm. that seemingly has, like, a like a lab or something like that, so, that we have seen. Yeah, yeah I think Selma just uses a key card. Love that. Lets herself <laughs> in. Zoop. Um, and I... Th- so, at this point, it's... I... I I'm going to imagine that Selma got some level of information um, the last time that she was here. She probably couldn't do a full casing of the joint. Uh, And there's also, like, large portions of this resort that are, like, not easy to access, both mundanely and magically. Um, Mm -hmm. But I guess, hmm, what, let me look and see what, what a... Trying to make your abilities slam a jam into like the regular moves is interesting here. 
Oh, I guess there is, um, there is 100% just a move for this, huh? Track somebody down. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. That one works pretty well. Um, what do you roll for this? Hit <laughs> hit all the dice. <laughs> I guess How many roll. dice do I roll, Brian? Um, well, it's always two. <laughs> yes, but what do I add to it? Yes, so, okay, so it's the difference here. Okay, it's actually straight two. Because it's the, you get the difference between the, 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 fa the faction's powers. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. So you are you're both the you're the same you're the same power level. At least until slightly later from now. That's fair. Do you think I got any assistance with this? Uh well no, because Selma is here on her own. Everybody all of the assistance is coming here shortly. <laughs> Okay, eight. That's a big success. That that's that that's to totally fine. Uh, okay, so yeah. Basically on a hit. At some cost. Okay. So Selma is moving through this hallway just I imagine extremely calmly. Uh I one one would think that Selma Penderin does not hurry to anywhere, uh, for most reasons. Um, and what does Selma, how does Selma track people? Like, does she have, like, heightened vampire senses? Uh, is it some kind of, like, talisman? Does she, like, grab somebody and extract the information using, like, vampire powers? I love how you keep trying me to like explain Silma's vampire powers, but I think it's very much more just mundane. She's, um, she has heightened senses and other things, but she doesn't really express those, especially out in public. Mm -hmm. And so I think for this, she just observes, she's watching. She may have logged into the building for several weeks, kind of a thing just to get the schedule down get the lay of the land timing things and then that's how she's just slowly infiltrates her way further and further into the building okay well let me throw a fly in that particular ointment because on a seven to nine it is you get your thing but at a cost <laughs> um and i think what that cost kind of how that cost is is that like you're gonna have to push beyond mundane things because mr fair and mr howell are not mundane people like if they don't want you to come to their office you don't come to their office it's that sort of situation like they're, they're guys who have been alive since seemingly the 1700s uh and also can read a language like can speak a language that can melt glass so you know finding their office is not it's not listed on the 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 uh, building directory i guess <laughs> And probably needs more than a key card to get into it. Mm -hmm. Though there are ways into it. It's just finding the right way. 
Well, she already did a ritual, so I think um, I think it's more of like she just enters into one of those um, unused spaces mm-hmm. in the English Ivy, and it's a conference room. Yeah, um, I can't imagine they're doing room. many conferences tonight. <laughs> right, right. It's an empty conference room. It's mm-hmm. it's got um, you know some. Wayne's coating halfway up the wall and then like a deer wallpaper, you know, mm-hmm. kind of country-esque print going further up the wall and everything, various seating and that um, old conference room that hasn't been like aired out kind of sent um, to it. And I think Selma just walks up to the wall and... um pulls um, something out of her pocket that's very reminiscent to the uh, stag god that she resurrected and just presses it into like one of the little deer um, on the wallpaper and then just like antlers kind of like shoot out almost as a opening essentially just warps right there in the wall. Okay. I like this. Um, So yeah, this like uh, portal of like, like uh, of knitted together antlers sort of pushes out of this wallpaper um, and then through the wainscoting and everything like that and just kind of expands until there's a doorway. Uh, Mm -hmm. Soma calmly walks through it and finds herself in a hallway not listed on the uh not listed on the layout of the building that many people have probably walked down but don't remember walking down. Uh, they get lost when they get around to this. It's, you know, the, the inside of the building is is maze-like, some would say. Um, but there is, a, there is a door on this hallway that is not opulent but obviously nicer than the other ones. Uh, the glass is got like a large glass front in it that is frosted. Um, and it is simply labeled head office. Um, uh, how do you approach it? I think she just walks up to it. Okay. The door doesn't, isn't locked. Uh, it doesn't seem like anyone's trying to keep anyone out of this. Um, and you open the door. Uh, there is a big live edge desk over in one corner uh, opposite mm-hmm. a fireplace that is currently going. Um, a, behind and above the desk is like a a rather old looking oil painting of two men. Um, the way that it's shot, the camera doesn't necessarily like doesn't pan all the way up to see their faces. And while you can view it and think about it and look at it now, when you leave this room, you're going to be hard-pressed to remember the details of these people's faces to begin with. Um, And this is obviously the office of Mr. Fair and Mr. Howell. Despite it having one desk, seems weird. Um, Probably it wasn't meant for them to both be there, like them to be here to begin with. 
Like, they weren't supposed to be running this operation. Um, mm-hmm. The desk seems to be in immaculate order. Uh, everything is laid out well. Like, it's, there doesn't seem... Like, while there is chaos going on in the rest of the resort currently, as everyone prepares for what they think is going to be coming, uh, this seems to be, like, a point of calm. Um, though, crucially... There are no, there is nobody in this office, uh, but there is an envelope on the desk. Who is it addressed to? Um, I don't know if it's addressed. Uh, I think it's addressed to the new owners. <laughs> oh my. A new occupants. I don't think they say owner. Mm-hmm. Selma will go ahead and pick up the envelope. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the let inside is a, a handwritten letter um, that explains to you that um, basically like well done, well played. It's not very often that they get out and maneuvered. Um, mm-hmm. But they did not, they certainly did not take in every factor here. Um, they basically kind of explain like, yeah, we're, we, we left. <laughs> we're gone. This isn't our only operation. Like, we didn't put all of our eggs in this basket. So we're just going to continue to run our multi-billion dollar development company uh, somewhere the fuck else. Um, it's been real, but we are... Uh, like uh we're gone but uh we have long memories is basically the 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 summarization of of this this letter so as of right now this is i guess the official finally officially uh fair and howl are no longer factions in elder county hey hey brian mm-hmm is it a farewell letter? I don't think so. It's more of a threat. <laughs> no. Is that a pun, Danielle? Oh. <laughs> That's a pun, isn't it? You have punned. Yes. Banned. Banned from the podcast. Well, it's been great, folks. Mm-hmm. Good night. Uh, but yes, Mr. Mr. Fair, Mr. Howell, their organization after today... Uh, is no longer on the board. We did it. Yeah. We won Urban Shadow. <laughs> and then there were seven. Um, I think she just kind of tucks it into mm-hmm. her pantsuit. Um, she is wearing a, a magnificently tailored pantsuit, by the way. Nice. She tucks, it, tucks it in. Um, and... Um, I think actually leave something on the desk in return for somebody else to find. And I will message you, Brian, on what that is. Okay. I think the other thing that Silma notices, because it's very still in this room, is the slight movement of air uh, coming from the wall, uh, seemingly from a bookcase. Um, uh, 
And upon inspection, she will notice that, oh, hey, oh, there's a secret door here um, uh, with stairs behind it that seem to lead to down. Mm-hmm. She walks over to the fireplace. Does a does a little hand motion of like warming herself. Mm-hmm. And then reaches up under the mantle and kind of like shifts around looking with her hands until she clicks click, to unlock the um secret passage mm-hmm. and it, it slides open uh in a very you know very uh gothic sort of way um it is not a it's not a stone staircase uh leading down at least not initially um it's like a, a well-carpeted staircase but uh the further that you go down the more like it seemingly switches kind of halfway like you go down not like you don't go down to ground level or even to like where you think the basement is. It's like you go down four flight, like four stories of building through this staircase and um, sort of about where you think the regular basement would be. It transitions from being like carpeted wooden stairs to something that seems it's stone, but not like these are not laid stone stairs. These are almost carved uh, stone mm-hmm. stairways. Um, they lead uh, to a door. Um, you, When you open that door, uh, you find yourself in a hallway. The description immediately hits you that like, okay, this is the hallway that Cecily saw in her vision. Um... And as you kind of peer down that hallway, you hear the crack of two fucking <laughs> two gunshots as they slam into your back. 